Hello, Kaiju fans. This is Travis coming at you right here at the beginning of this episode to tell you about a very special thing that we have coming this Saturday. So as many of you might know, we've had a Patreon page, but then we put it on hold for a little while because we were kind of figuring out some things. Well, we have a very special podcast that we are putting together that is just for our Patreon supporters. It is called Godzilla versus the clickbait monster. So now is the best time to support us on Patreon. If you want to, it is patreon.com slash Kaiju weekly pod. The first episode of this very special podcast is going to be put onto the regular feed. So you will hear it here, wherever you listen to the regular episodes of Kaiju weekly. So Anyone can listen to that first episode and see how fun it is and see, uh, get a taste of what we're going for. But then every episode after that is only going to be available on our Patreon page. So if you want to hear more episodes, if you had fun with this first one that's coming out this weekend, definitely check out our Patreon and support us. We're also going to be doing special updates and special bonuses for our Patreons as far as the magazine is concerned. So if you are someone who really enjoyed the Kaiju Ramen magazine, uh, you might want to support us on Patreon because you'll get special bonus stuff uh, that ties in with the magazine. So definitely go check out our Patreon page, um, but definitely listen to this first episode that we put together. It is basically just me and Michael going through clickbait articles from screen rant from comicbookmovie.com from all kinds of sources and just really just having fun with them and making fun of them because some of them are really stupid but they're really stupid in a, in a fun way and so we have a lot of fun with it and basically it is me uh reading clickbait articles to michael until he loses his will to live um so if that's something you want to listen to and if that's something you want to enjoy or you think you'll enjoy hearing then give it a listen and give us a some support on patreon and like i said we're also going to be doing some more stuff for the magazine that's bonus um that's going to be just for our patreon supporters so now is the best time to support us on patreon if you have not done so so please go do that and so now back to the main episode Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Michelle Hameldaughter. Oh, come on, could you not come up with something better than that? Which just doesn't even make any sense because your name's not Hamel's son. It's Hamilton. So it why is. would it be Hamil daughter? <laughs> so it would be Hamil ounce? No, Hamil Hamil kilogram. <laughs> Hamil kilogram? Okay. Uh, I was going to call you wah, Michelle Obama, wah. but <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, we are not alone on this episode. We have a very special guest on this week's podcast, Kaiju Kim, also known as Kim Hogue. Hello, hello. How's it going? 
We're going good. I am so excited to have you on this week because the last time you were on, it was when I was on my podcation, uh, what we like to, what we call whenever I'm on vacation from the podcast. Uh, and so we didn't get to interact with each other on the podcast. So I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for inviting me. I'm gonna have a good time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, for anyone who happened to miss the episode that you were on before, uh, would you like to give everyone kind of the uh, uh, rundown of who you are and what you do? All right. So, uh, my name is Kim. I'm a kaiju fan and a Power Rangers fan. Have been since I was a toddler. I run a YouTube channel called Kaiju Kim, where I make wholesome and delightfully stupid content related to Godzilla and all of his fellow kaiju. Uh, I am taking a bit of a break from making videos at the moment, but I'll probably start up again in time for Godzilla vs. Kong. But yeah, that's me. Yeah, yep. and, and your video with your nephew was the most wholesome, yeah, probably the thing. most wholesome thing I've seen on the internet. Well, aside from your uh, GVK trailer reaction video. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. That's what I'm going for, wholesome. Yes. More wholesome content on the internet. We try to be wholesome, but, you know, Travis always mucks it up somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah quote-unquote, yeah. Travis mucks right, it up. Right, yeah, Travis is the one that mucks it up. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> we try to keep things pg around here and then travis comes in with all the all the jokes that are way too inappropriate for this show now kim i am glad that we finally get to interact on the podcast because i wanted to just real quickly i've been holding on to this for oh i don't even know how long it's been well yeah since november actually i know how long it's been it's been since november but girl kim you need to learn how to cook listen it's not that bad <laughs> in my defense, in, listen in my defense in my defense i'm i was trying to keep the video entertaining by like you know like read, reading the, entertaining the read, it was. <laughs> i was trying to read tweets on my phone while on camera do you know my brain turns off as soon as the camera turns on okay so <laughs> the pressure of being on camera and trying to be entertaining i messed up the recipe I'm, i promise you i'm not always that bad i promise was, you no no i'm i'm giving you a hard time because <laughs> it was it was so funny it was great it was a great video but you making the cake for <laughs> godzilla's birthday uh in november was so much fun and i was just like oh man this girl needs to learn how to cook. <laughs> Listen, I do know how to cook, but I was under pressure. <laughs> I was under pressure. Uh, under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a very fun episode planned, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. Now, we normally do news at the top of our episode, but because we are recording kind of early, the only news item that we have is that Pacific Rim Black has just dropped on Netflix today as of the day that we are recording. Woo! And Yay. it is, yeah. So, and surprisingly, but not surprisingly, Chris from Gargantu Cast has already, like, pounded out that whole season, first season, and finished it in, in like, like... 
you would think it would take at least four hours to watch all of the episodes, but I don't know what he was doing, but he finished it. Like I saw the, okay, the series dropped. And then like 30 minutes later, Chris was like, I finished the series. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. It was like, how did you do this, Chris? Maybe, um, a VP maybe he used a VPN because it dropped, it may have dropped earlier in Japan. Maybe. maybe. Maybe no, I think I think he just he, I was slow to realizing that the show had dropped. That is and, that is probably the most likely scenario. That is correct. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's out. I haven't seen it yet, um, Michael. I don't think you've seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. I plan on starting it actually this evening. Uh, after we record, so I'm gonna probably nestle in and, and start watching it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know we'll add it to, we'll have to add it to the list at some point. Yeah, yeah. And Kim, have you uh, have you had a chance to watch any of it yet? Um, I have not yet, but it's on my list, my mm -hmm. long list of things I have to watch. Yeah, it's on that that never ending Netflix queue. Yeah, that, that's how I am too. Um, yeah. So although, so although I've been really getting into Disney Plus lately. Disney Plus is good stuff. Yeah, now that you're stealing my Disney, pretty much. Now that I'm <laughs> stealing, now that I'm stealing your your Disney login information, I can actually watch things that I remember as a child, like Tailspin and Darkwing, oh. and Darkwing friggin' Duck. Darkwing Duck was like the first thing I watched when I when I pulled up when I got Disney Plus. I was like, I get to watch Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Actually, right now I'm watching through. I watched a little bit of WandaVision and I watch and I'm watching through some of the Mandalorian. But I decided to go back and watch all the Star Wars movies in order, starting with Episode One. I know, I know. Okay, that order. I was gonna say in what order because there's a couple of different orders. Episode. I'm starting in chronological order, or what would be the chronological order? Okay, the the, the in-universe chronological chronological order. Correct. Chronological. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that the the Pacific Rim Black dropping was the only bit of news that we had to cover because we we're recording so early. Um. None of us have had a chance to watch it, so we don't really have anything to say about it. But uh, we acknowledge its existence, and we will get to it as soon as we can. <laughs> Since we didn't have any other news. I want to do something special since we have a very special guest on and uh, we are all close to the same age. I think Michael's a few years older than me and I think I'm a couple of years older than you, Kim, but we are, we, we are all nineties kids. Would, would we agree on that? I am a, yep, not, yes, absolutely. I am a 90s kid. Yes. Absolutely 90s kids all the way. So since we're doing uh since since this is our Power Rangers Morphonomical month, I decided to pull up the old BuzzFeed quiz website and found this quiz that said <laughs> your 90s tastes will determine which Power Ranger you are. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys this quiz. And you guys will find out which Power Ranger you are based on what? your 90s knowledge or taste. Watch me wind up with the Pink Ranger. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> would love it. Watch yes. me wind. Like watch me wind up with. Okay. All right. Let's do. The, let's do. The, let's do the darn thing. Okay. Right. So first one is you have to pick a 90s heartthrob, and I'll list them out for you. 
Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Ryder Strong. That's um Sean from uh Boy Meets World. Oh, okay. Or Mario Lopez. Oh, I'm torn man. between Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. Why are they all Johnny? Well, I think we're gonna go with DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Okay, so Tim <sighs> is going with DiCaprio. I'm gonna have to go with with Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Were you uh were you a Saved by the Bell kid? I, I was. I was a Saved by the Bell fan. Every morning before school, uh, I would watch Saved by the Bell. All right. So now we're going to pick a piece of 90s fashion. So flannel shirts, backwards baseball caps, overalls, choker necklaces, mom jeans, or male crop tops. You know, I was always a huge fan of those male crop tops growing up. So um, I'm going to go with male crop top for the win. Picturing Michael in a in a male crop top. I, just I was about to ask. I was about to ask Michael, are you wearing a male crop top right now? I am not. I am just, not. Just let 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 don't the lie, don't lie don't lie to us, Michael. <laughs> we're not we're not here to judge you. <laughs> let the audience just just picture that for I'm a moment. Wearing, I'm actually wearing my Frankie says relax T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh man. So uh, Kim. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with backwards hat. Backwards hat. All right. All right. Now pick a 90s TV show. We've got Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Friends, Full House, Freaks and Geeks, Boy Meets World, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Kim, you go first. I got to think about this one. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go with <clears throat> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, it, it, it's Will. You got, you can't. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is, it is the story all about how his life got turned upside down. Um, I'm also gonna have to. You know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna go with Fresh Prince of Bel Air because that's the one I was watching the most of as a kid. I probably out of these, the one I watched the most was probably Boy Meets World. Mm, I, I wasn't super into Boy Meets World. Like, you know, yeah. Topanga was a thing, but man, she was not, a thing. She was a that, thing. That thing is called a woman. You know what I mean? She was a, she was one of the early crushes. She was one of the early crushes. Uh, okay. Look at Michael objectifying woman. Do I have to cancel you again? Taking, hush. You're taking me out of context, Travis. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. Pick a 90s toy. Soccer boppers. Now, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yes, I know. Soccer so that's the, they were like, yeah, okay. Okay. So, let me make sure. We're all 90s kids, but sometimes our memory <clears throat> is not the greatest. Um, Tamagotchi. Hmm. Skip it. Game Boy. Moon shoes. Or hit clips. Game Boy. Game Boy, definitely. Yeah, Game Game Boy Boy for both. All right, and that was the final question. You guys both got the same Ranger, which makes sense because you really answered the same question for both, except for one question. 
Anyone want to take it? You want to take a wild guess on which one it is? Because I can probably guess. Uh, I think we got Zach, the Black Ranger. I think so too. You guys would be right. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Zachary, the Black Ranger. <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, now, I wasn't taking it myself, but I think I took it when I was just testing out me- whether this would be a good and content. You got the pink, and you got the Pink Ranger. I would be happy to get the Pink Ranger, actually. I, I am not the kind of person that would be upset by... by uh, um, Look at you breaking down those stereotypical gender roles, man. Good yeah, for you. Let me see here. I'm just going through real quick. Uh, no, Michael. I got Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm so yes. jealous. Like I got. Can I redo mine? Because I got I stuck with the one. What answers did you pick? Um, I went with. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I went with Jonathan Taylor Thomas because he's the one of the heartthrob that I remember the most. When I was younger, uh, he was everywhere. Just like he was in everything right. uh, in the 90s. Uh, flannels, because I still will wear flannel uh, even now. I never wear any of the other things. Um, uh, the 90s TV show, I said Boy Meets World, because uh, that's the one I remember watching the most. I, I watched all of them, but I, but Boy Meets World was the one I watched the most. Uh, and I, I picked Soccer Boppers over Game Boy because I never had a Game Boy when I was oh. younger. I didn't get a Game Boy until I was like 18 and it was, uh, or 19 and it was the 3DS or not the 3DS, but the, the DS, the regular DS. I had the original Game Boy and then I had the uh, Game Boy Color was the, I think the last Game Boy that I bought or the last Game Boy that I owned. I always wanted one, but I just never got one as a kid. So uh, yeah, I, I, those are my answers and I got, Tommy, the Green Ranger. You know, honestly, what did it probably Kim was the flannel shirt because that, that is must have been it, yeah. Because there's yeah. always that there's always that one question that gives you a, a clue as to what you're going to get. Yeah, See, and I was going to go with flannels too because I wear flannels around the house. Yeah, flannels are still like they're still a thing. Why? Why? <laughs> oh man, so uh, that was fun. It was fun. Uh, so we've got two two Black Rangers and one Green Ranger here today. I like that you guys, because you guys do have similar personalities. So I like that you guys both got the same Ranger. Well, it, you know, one of us is funnier than the other one, though. So. I know I'm funnier. Why are you saying the obvious? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, and no arguments here. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a comedic genius. Just look at my YouTube channel. Right, right. I mean, comedic genius, baker extraordinaire. Yeah, you've done <laughs> yeah. for sure. Ma- master, master chef. <laughs> yeah. Master yes, chef. I can do it all. Don't stop me. Babysitter. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Did you ever pay your cousin for, for the child labor that you... <laughs> <laughs> it was my sister. <laughs> uh, my sister's kid. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Nephew, nephew. yeah. But either way, like, like, yeah, like, just just get some free child labor out of. It. I mean, that's that's what kid family members are for, you know, just free child labor. Totally. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, I I guess we can go ahead and get into the main topic for this week. 
uh, do we have to? Because like I'm just kind of you know I'm just kind of burnt out on I'm just kind of burnt out on this on this whole genre by now. So we're just gonna we're just gonna cut All it right. off right here. Podcast over the end. Good night, everybody. Podcast over. Yeah. yeah, we're just gonna shoot the breeze for the next you know hour. <laughs> uh, so you know we we like to ask trivia questions at the end of each episode to hint to our next episode and the trivia question we asked last week. And again, we are recording this kind of earlier than we normally do. Uh, Cause we normally record either on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so we didn't get as many answers this week. Uh, so if anybody answers the trivia question on our social media and you don't get a shout out, I'm very sorry, but just know that we appreciate everyone who sends in their answers. The funny ones are always the best. Uh, but, but we appreciate you more if we actually read your answer out on the podcast. That just shows that we love you more than everybody else. Yep. I'm not going to argue because my mom is one of the ones that sent in the, the <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Uh, so the, yeah, the trivia question from last week's episode was Rowan Atkinson, Phil Collins, Tim Curry, Danny DeVito, and Christopher Lloyd were all considered for the role of which Power Rangers villain? And uh, so we got the first answer we got was uh, is from Jimmy from Nasa. Nasada? I thought Nasada. it was Jimmy from. I thought it was Jimmy from Nasada. Nasada. That's not how you spell Nasada either. Uh, oh, Michael. <laughs> Oopsie my poopsie. favorite segment, my favorite segment of the podcast. Michael doesn't like to spell check. <laughs> We're just going uh, to make a correction here. <laughs> anybody who follows us on social media knows that is my favorite. Uh, that is my favorite theme song to sing whenever Michael posts something. <laughs> Michael doesn't like to spell check. Okay. Jimmy from Nasada said Sebastian Jackal which was a character that Christopher Lloyd played in a TV show. Which is true. That is a true fact, Jimmy from Nasada. Yeah. Deep cut, deep cut. Very deep cut. And then Nathan from the Monster Island Film Vault said, Kilocon from Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, which also known as Gridman, because it was what was Gridman was adapted into for right. American audiences, uh, which was voiced by Tim Curry. Yes, this is true also. Anyway, MS Cat Mom answers Goldar, which is an incorrect answer. Thank you, MS Cat Mom. That's my mom. Hi, Travis's mom. What was Travis like? What was Travis like as a baby? Was he annoying? Was he, was he cute and cuddly and just bitchy little cheeks? Annoying. I was very annoying. Was what was annoying? Was yeah, I was annoying. Was okay. Now I'm just an angel. Mm. <laughs> uh, Joe Jira sent in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie which is not the answer to the question that we asked but is the movie that we're covering uh, but he said I'm pretty sure they weren't going to use Tim Curry because uh, he had that sweet super samurai cyber squad money for those who didn't know he played the villain which we just we just said that Joe Jira God yes. we just said that um, Chris Degel, one of our favorite listeners uh, from Germany, uh, said Apocalypse. Oh, uh, I mean, Ivan Ooze. Yes. <laughs> which which is the best thing about 
X-Men Apocalypse is that he looked exactly like Ivan Ooze. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that was the compare when the when the movie came out, that was the comparison that I was drawing to. It's like, oh, this looks a little familiar. Yeah. It doesn't help that the first image they put out, he was in he had he was under purple lighting. Because mm, like yeah. Apocalypse is supposed to be blue, but they and, and he is blue in the movie, but they had him in that one scene under purple lighting and so he come out purple <laughs> and then uh our favorite delivery driver who's also our favorite one of our favorite listeners alex sperling said ivan ooze and that is oozing with the you. right answer you it's oozing with correctness. <laughs> it is oozing with correctness. Uh, so please, yes, we please stop saying our listeners are oozing. <laughs> I don't like uh, that. <laughs> all of our look, all of our listeners ooze with charisma and ooze with correctness, regardless of whether their answers are correct or not. Yeah. So we are talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie from 1995. It was directed by Brian Spicer. It stars Karen Ashley, Johnny Young Bosch, Steve Cardenas. Cardenas, yes. Cardenas. I never, I've never said his last name out loud. Uh, Jason David Frank, Amy Jo Johnson, David Yoss, Jason Narvi, Paul Schreier, Paul Freeman. Gabrielle Fitzpatrick, Nicholas Bell, Pete Marie, Pete or Pita, Pita Marie Rickson, uh, Jean Paul Bell, Carrie Casey, and Mark Ginther. And that's uh, that's uh, all the characters that I mean that basically all but uh, two characters that have speaking roles in this movie. Pretty much. Uh, and the plot breakdown is a giant egg is unearthed at a construction site and soon opened, releasing the terrible Ivan Ooze, who wreaks vengeance on Zordon for imprisoning him a millennia ago. With Zordon dying and their powers lost, the Rangers head to a distant planet to find the warrior Dulcia. Uh, so let's talk about uh, opening thoughts. Let's just give our opening thoughts on this movie. Uh, starting with Kim, what what's your opening thoughts on this movie? Um, it's fantastic. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's a great nostalgia trip. Um, I mean, if you grew up watching the show, then you'll pretty much like everything about this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like this movie yeah. a lot. It's a great time. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael, what's your opening thoughts? This movie is better than the 2017 reboot. Just going to throw that out there. Just, just, just throwing, the, just throwing the guns, just throwing the bullets out there already. Um, like Kim said, this is a fantastic nostalgia trip for me. Uh, I hadn't watched this movie in a, in a while. Um, and it was a joy to watch. And just like I mentioned to you earlier, Travis, this movie it it knows how to have fun with itself because it is so closely correlated and tied into the show like this i think this movie this movie was made between the end it, it was it was filmed during the end uh of season 2 leading into season 3 and we can maybe talk about like some of the similarities and differences between uh the movie and season 3 because there are some similarities and there are some uh, massive differences but 
I really enjoyed watching this movie for the first time in a long time. Uh, the characters are great. The even though a lot of our villains, our top villains like Rita, Zed, Goldar, they get a they get a little bit of a facelift. It is still, it is still a really they're still really well done. And thank you to the people who actually used practical effects in this uh, movie for their villains, especially for Goldar, who doesn't look like a giant gold blob. Just saying. Um, you really yeah, got to get that chip off your shoulder. I I will <laughs> not get this chip off my shoulder because I just don't like the 2017 film. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, my opening thoughts. Okay, so last week when we talked about the first season of My Immorphin Power Rangers, I said that the one thing that I had a problem with was that it just did not hold up to my memories of it. Like, mm -hmm. like the, especially the first 10, 15 episodes really just don't hold up this movie. Surprisingly, other than the, than the CGI, this movie holds up mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. I was going into it really scared uh, that it was not going to hold up. Because even though uh, I have I had watched the I'd been watching through the show and I love the show the show is my the show like season season two and season three of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are my favorite one of my favorite favorite seasons and I but I was so terrified going into this movie thinking oh like I remember the bad CGI and I remember the cheesy one liners is it am I really am I not gonna like this because I really want to like it because it was such a big part of my childhood and I really 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 want to like it. And I was pleasantly surprised that I still really, really, really like it all this so many years later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that, that got me because I'm like, like, okay, is this going to hold up the way that the show held up? Because like, uh, uh, but no, I still had a blast watching it. I still really enjoyed just, I, I mean, is it cheesy? Yes, yes Absolutely. It is cheesy in the, it is cheesy in the most charming and uh, smile-inducing way. It's the best kind of cheesy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that Michael just hit the nail on the head there with the word charming. That there is a charm to this that, especially like Kim said in her opening thoughts, that if you were a fan of the show, you just can't help but smile while watching this because it is so much fun. And it embraces everything about the show that you love while also making it better. Because, because this movie is essentially just everything that you love in the show, but with a bigger budget. Right. Yeah. And, a big, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's just, yeah, it's so much fun. But at the same time, is this movie good for someone who's never watched Power Rangers? yeah that's that's gonna be that's really hard though. for me that's gonna be really hard for me to say because if we're talking in terms of trying to get new fans into power rangers i'm gonna have to tell them to watch the 2017 movie but um for people who are already sort of familiar with the franchise that just like a little bit of an, that want a little bit of a nostalgia trip. Yeah, sure. I'd show this movie to a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I feel like this movie is absolutely made for fans. It is, but nothing in this movie I feel like is 
good to someone who's never been a fan of Power Rangers. It's not it's not the type of movie that is going to draw someone in and say this is why we love this thing and mm-hmm. this is why you should love it too. Mm-hmm. Well this you know this movie was made like you know, with this movie was made with the series in mind because they had they made this movie at the like I said the end of season 2 and with season 3 right on the horizon in mind. So this was sort of the um, it what it's not quite a, a, it's not quite as a neat and simple tie-in as maybe the Turbo movie because the Turbo movie is just an extended season premiere of the right. series. Yeah, and see, and that's what I was thinking of because this movie is so separated from the show because mm-hmm. the 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 everything looks different. The the suits are upgraded. The weapons they use is different. The mm-hmm. they you know get new powers, and then you go into the show, and the way they get those ninja powers and everything is completely different than in this movie. And in all of the like the the actor for Rita is different. All the voices are different for the monsters and stuff. So this movie feels like they made it as a way of kind of bridging new viewers and bringing them into this is what the best that we can do for power rangers and this you know and then you go and watch the show and yeah the show's not as good but it's still fun just like well they 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 almost did a full recast because i was reading in the i was reading in my book here that they almost did a full recast but it was actually uh, uh jdf jason david frank that stepped in and says no you can't recast you cannot recast us we are the power rangers and for the actress for the actors and actresses that were playing um were playing Aisha, Rocky and Adam they had only been on the show for maybe i think they i think the book says like 2 weeks mm-hmm. and then they get th- and then they get thrown into a major motion picture and then that's i mean i mean that's intense uh yeah. but it was they were actually going to do a full recast of of the actual power rangers to ma- to match a, like the match the bigger budget feel because they felt like the general audience maybe wouldn't take the film seriously if they had the same actors and actresses from uh, a kid's television show. Right. And I, and I guess, you know, my, ultimately my question is, and I, and I will let Kim answer this too, is if, if the goal was for them to draw in new people and kind of give them a taste of what power Rangers has to offer and maybe draw them into watching the show did it succeed is or is it a success in that well if you, oh sorry go ahead yeah let, let, let kim talk it's a toughie because like the movie does do a good job of like you know bringing elements of the show like into onto like the big screen and like you know it's very much it's very much like just like a extended episode of power rangers so mm-hmm. that movie is what you get from power rangers but like I guess, like in in that way, like it's good for like new fans to like just get a taste of what they would be getting from the show. So I think it kind of sort of succeeds. Okay, yeah, I see, and I, I I didn't really have an opinion one way or another because I really I was that was one of the things I was struggling with with watching this because I the thing is we are all fans, mm-hmm. all three of us are fans of the show, and when we watched this, we were fans of the show, so it's hard to separate that and say, would this have been good if we weren't fans? And would this have made me want to watch more power Rangers? If I didn't already enjoy the show, 
I also think that the problem is um, too for for like someone who's new, is that you you're coming into this and you basically the movie is is trusting that you are already familiar with the characters and yeah. the plot and everything because as soon as as basically as soon as the movie gets going, everything that you know from the show is thrown out the window. You know you have uh, uh, Zor uh, Zel. Uh, uh, Zed and Rita are shrunk down and and you know pushed aside. You have a completely new villain. Zordon is taken out of commission. The command center is destroyed. The Power Rangers are without their powers, and it's like so. So it's like if you didn't know who the Power Rangers were going in, and then so it's like now suddenly everything's different anyway. Well, it's and and that's sort of the thing where like this like this. It's sort of the thing where like later films would succeed, would both succeed and fail uh, in, in a lot of fans opinions is because they didn't, they, they did not, they spent too much time setting up like the, like giving background on all the characters and stuff that by the time you got to the stuff that fans actually came to see the movie for, you only got like 10 minutes of it. Whereas this movie, whereas this movie starts immediately. Mm -hmm. Like you get what you expect when you come into this, when you come into this movie, you get, like you said, within the first like 20 minutes, you're getting a morph sequence. You're getting Lord Zed, Rita, Goldar, and some weird pig monster thing that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, then you get like this new villain, Ivan Ooze, with very little backstory. And then you, you're expected to know some of the lore with Alpha and Zordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kim, you want you have anything you wanted to? Uh, no, you pretty much said everything. Okay. Well, you have you have to have an opinion, Kim. Come on. You, you don't let don't let Travis run the conversation. Well, I mean, we can move into our likes and dislikes, <laughs> and then, then Kim can really, you know, talk more in more specifics. But I just really wanted to I wanted to discuss that because I think that th that is something important to talk about with a movie like mm -hmm. this, because yeah. this, this movie, like we said, this movie is made so much for fans. And with us as fans, it's so hard to separate that from our enjoyment of this movie. So I just kind of wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about. I'm, I want to ask him something really quick. Okay. Kim, do you think that this movie falls and just to, to bring it into more present day with, with, you know, this with genre films, like we're, what we're all into. Do you think that this movie falls into the same trap that King of the Monsters fell into that? It was so oriented towards fans that it was hard to keep track of what was going on. If you're just a noob outside of the, outside of the, the knowledge of all the lore. Yeah. Like for a newbie, it might be a little um, confusing to go into like, like wait, wait, what's, what's going on? What's morphing time? I'm like what, what time is it? It's morphing time. What? What's going on? Mm -hmm. but, yeah. So but, yeah. Um, yeah, you, I think but, you, you would have to you have to know like a little bit about Power Rangers before you go into this movie. But at the same time, wouldn't I mean, wouldn't Power Rangers like during the this is ninety five at the in the mid nineties, Power Rangers was so ubiquitous. Ubiquitous is that the right word I'm using? Yeah. Uh, at the time, it was so saturated in our in in our culture with television shows and and toys and everything else that it's almost hard for someone not to know what the power Rangers are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, I think the biggest moment for me that made me realize that, Oh, this movie might not be very accessible for someone who's not familiar with power Rangers is when uh, Lord Zed and Rita 
and Goldar and the pig monster that's new that's specifically for this movie, Mordant. Mm-hmm. It's his name. Um, Mordant, yes. Yeah, Mordant. Uh, when they they show up, they open the egg that has Ivan Ooze in it, and then they leave. And then the next scene where you see them in, Rita and Zed are shrunk down and put into a snow globe. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're not really getting, it's like, okay, who's this character? They just pop in and then pop out and then they're shrunk and now they're now they're comedic relief. So it's like, if you don't know who these characters are, if you're not familiar with it, it's really, really weird. It is. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, I just, I, I thought that was kind of an important thing to kind of discuss a little bit before we get into what we're here for, which is us as fans just celebrating this movie and all the things we like about it. So let's get into our positivity sandwich. We're going to, we're going to open with all of our positives and then we're going to do a few negatives and then we'll get into some more positives just to finish everything off. So starting with Kim, what are some positive things? What are some things you like about this movie? Well, like I said, if you're a fan of the show, you'll like pretty much everything about this movie. Um, it's, I like the pacing. There's plenty of action, plenty of cheesy dialogue. It's great. I mean, it's Power Rangers. Got to get some cheese. And I love every second of it. Um, and I don't know about you guys. Maybe it's the kid in me. But like, whenever I just watch the Power Rangers like just kind of do their thing, they're just hang, hanging out with each other or whatever, I feel like I want to be them you know like i would never actually want to go skydiving but when they go skydiving in the opening scene they make it look like so much fun yeah they're just having so much fun doing all of these very very dangerous things that they (laughs) seem to do as teenagers (laughs) (laughs) and the director the the director of this the director of the movie i was uh, stated that he wanted some conflict between the team members. And I think this correlates into what we're kind of talking about here. He, like he wanted some of that conflict between the team members. Like he wanted conflict between Tommy and Rocky, you know, the two alpha males on the team. But the, but, uh, but, but the, uh, I think it was Saban stepped in and says, no, like these are supposed to be best friends working together and having fun together and essentially just saving the world at the same time together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that while having interpersonal conflict would have been very interesting, uh, the way that they set this movie up, I don't think you really needed that. Because the reason why you would give interpersonal conflict is so that you would have that internal conflict. The right. and the but the internal conflict comes from the fact that Zordon is dying, and they don't know if they can get the power to save him. And right. I think that that in itself is enough internal conflict that you don't need to have the interpersonal, you know conflict between the individual people. Um, in a different story, Yes, I think that that interpersonal conflict would work, but in the, the way that they set this story up, I think that it was smart to keep them as a unit and just say we're we've we are experienced, we've gone through things together, we know what we're doing, we're a team. It's kind of like how the Avengers in the first Avengers versus the Avengers in Age of Ultron, where they just at, by that point they work together, they know how they you know interact with each other, and so they're a team, they're a unit. Um, 
Michael, what's some other positive things that you you have in this movie or you have for this movie? Uh, Paul Friedman. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Paul Friedman. Paul Friedman. I mean, come on. Ivan Ooze is probably Ivan Ooze is one of those characters that I wish, I wish they could have adapted to the television show. Yeah. Um, I because you know, this this movie is like a precursor to season three. Like in season three, we got the ninja zords, we got uh, we did not get the pig monster Mordant. Uh, that was uh, Rito Rito Repulsa, mm-hmm. uh, Rito Revolto. Sorry, Rito Revolto took the place of the um, of Goldar's sidekick in season three uh, uh, because he was a Sentai villain. But anyway, uh, I love Ivan Ooze, and I love a like I I, I will I've, I've always said it. I love a good villain because I think a good villain elevates your hero. I think a good villain can elevate bad heroes or a good villain can elevate um, stale one dimensional heroes. Let's mm-hmm. say that. Uh, and Ivan Ooze does absolutely do that. Like he, with his, his uh, first interactions with, uh, with Zed and Rita, it, it turns into sort of a, um, I don't want to say pissing contest, but it's like, you can, you can obviously tell that there, like, I love a, you can obviously tell that there is some, charisma behind the man playing Ivan Ooze. Uh, and it was just so enjoyable. Um, let's see what else. Yeah. And, well, uh, t- just, just let's stay on that for just a moment because sure. He, he chewed the heck out of every <laughs> bit of yes. scenery. And that's one of the things I love about some of these, uh, older cheesier movies. Uh, I think with, uh, when I, one that comes to mind is street fighter is, yeah these actors who are who have some pedigree to them they mm. may not take it very seriously they think oh you know this is yeah. just a silly dumb thing but they're still willing to just ham it up and have as much fun as they can have and yeah. that makes it fun to watch even if it's a terrible movie it's still fun to watch because these actors are just having a blast playing and these characters his his first interaction with with the rangers it's like and who are you? We're the Power Rangers. Woo! Where is my autograph book? Yeah, yeah, it's so great. <laughs> and and just oh man, the him in the command center where he's he's you know all the things I missed: the Black Plague, the Spanish Inquisition, the Brady Bunch reunion. reunion. And it's so just so great. <laughs> he is absolutely he's he's a villain that enjoys being a villain. Oh yeah, those are the best villains. Yeah, the best kind of villains because they're not—they're not burdened with like the sorrow of all the terrible things that they've done. It's just no, I'm a bad guy and I love it. (laughs) And Paul Friedman was given pretty much free reign to act and say whatever he wanted because uh, the director. Uh, trusted him so much because you know Paul Friedman was his first choice. That's who he wanted to play mm-hmm. uh, Ivan Ooze, and they let him do and chew up the scenery as much as he wanted to. And I and I think um, honestly, if it's it's kind of weird to say considering this is a Power Rangers movie, he's sort of the star of the show. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Uh, Kim, you have anything to say about Ivan Ooze? Um, uh, like you guys said, um, Ivan News is a fantastic villain. Paul Freeman does a really good job. And although I always 
I was looking at the trivia and I saw that Christopher Lloyd was being considered for this part. I think I would have liked to see him in it as well. But, you know, Paul Freeman did a good job. But I think Christopher Lloyd would have been good, too. Oh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd would have been, I think, would have been more manic. Like, he would have been a more manic kind of um, uh, Ivan Ooze where he's more physically into it. Whereas with with Paul Friedman, it's more like physically, I guess because of the costume, he can't really move a whole bunch. So it's all face and voice and just, yeah, mannerism. Well, that... Co- that costume was, I think, I think the book said that costume weighed about 80 pounds Shoot, or something. Man. 80 Black extra. Mind. He he was carrying around 80 extra pounds with him when he would be on screen. So they, and the amount of makeup time, I think they took, they, it, it took like four hours to do his makeup each and every time. And he developed a skin rash from it. So mm. they cut his, uh, and due to the weight of the costume, and how much stress it put on his body, they he actually only recorded like every other day or every two days or something like that because it just the, the costume itself took such a, a toll on the actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I love about Ivan News, and, and this is kind of like this isn't a time period where and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. There was a time period in the like 80s and 90s where People move both uh, toy companies and movie producers just had this thought of kids are gross and kids like gross things. And Ivan Ooze is gross (laughs) in the best possible way, though. Like he's just he's gross. He, He hawks up a loogie. To to make like his his vil- his uh, sidekicks or whatever or not sidekicks the the Tango Warriors or Tengu Warriors they yeah. became the Warriors they came be they became the Tinga Warriors in the show right yeah and so just like it uh, so it was like smack dab in the middle of that era of things are like you know garbage pail kids and all that kind of stuff that that like kids are gross kids like gross things and this is right up there so not only is he a great villain chewing up the scenery but he's also gross and it's so great um so yeah uh kim do you have any other uh positive things you want to talk about um well just you I always love when Tommy says those three beautiful words. You know the ones. It's morphin' time. Yeah. It's morphin' time. It's morphin' time. Yeah. The way he says it, no one can say it like Jason David Frank. It's morphin' time. Yeah. It's so great. (laughs) Um, One of the things that I really wanted to highlight as a positive in this is the music, the soundtrack. For this. Oh yeah, definitely. It is the best like compilation of 80s and 90s rock that is so just fantastic. I love it. I love it. From like uh it's it's red hot chili peppers version of once what was it? What's the song? Higher ground. Uh yeah, yeah higher, higher ground. ground. Yeah. And then all the way to Dreams by Van Halen to just like, oh man, the uh and then what the one that's uh oh we're in trouble <laughs> it's so great the soundtrack for this movie is phenomenal 
I think the weakest, but I think the weakest, um, the weakest sound, the weakest song in the movie though, is the one they played during their, um, first, during the first battle with the Ooslings or Ooz, what do they call it? They, in the book, they're in the book, they named them something, but I cannot remember what the book calls them. Yeah. The, um, the mm-hmm. Ivan, the first warriors that show up at, in the, uh, construction yard, mm-hmm. uh, that one, that track was pretty weak. And, you know, Power Rangers has a uh, a history of making like custom tracks to go to coincide with whatever foot soldiers mm-hmm. um, uh, are on the ground. Like there's a Putty song. There's a Tenga Warrior song. There's a Piranatron song. Um, but that one was kind of the weakest one that we got. And I thought I, I just thought it was like, eh, you know, they could have just used generic rock music there. Mm, yeah, I can I can see that because I'm having a hard time remembering which one it was that was the Action Boy now. Oh, that, yeah, now. that one. No, that's yeah. an awesome track, Michael. I just once now that I now that I remember it, like that's an awesome track. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just didn't care for it. Oh man, no, well, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. Um, yeah, it's, the, just the music was so great. The introduction to the Rangers in this is probably still one of the best introductions of characters in any movie. Like what better way to introduce your heroes than just jumping out of a plane and doing all kinds of acrobatic moves and, you know, while skydiving. And it's just like, just so great. (laughs) And then you had also had the, the uh, comedic moments with Vulcan skull of almost jumping out of the plane without their parachutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's the typical, it's the typical power Rangers nineties cheese. Like that's <laughs> what we got in the, in this movie, which is, you know, I think that's the, the appeal of this film is it's so much like the show, but with a bigger budget, I think that's why fans like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get into some negatives. Now some dislikes. Are there any dislikes that you guys want to talk about for this movie? Cam, I'll let you take this one because I think you and I are going to have probably the same dislike. <laughs> All right. I actually have two dislikes. Um, the second one is, um, well, we'll get, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, so listen, I don't like Fred. Not <laughs> yes, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's the Kenny. He's the I Kenny of the movie. Say, counter the Kenny. <laughs> Yeah. Does, oh right? God. I mean, he's not he's nearly, absolutely. He's not nearly as annoying as like the Gamera Kennys, but like he just kind of kind of automatically knows everything. Like he knows where mm-hmm. the parents are, and like, he knows how to work the freaking monorail, and then the water pressure thing. He knows how to work that, you know, to stop the parents from leaping mm-hmm. through their doom. Like he he knows all this stuff just automatically because plot. That that yeah. kind of bugged me. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. And, uh, you know, this being sort of a a movie oriented towards kids, of course, there's going to have to include like a kid protagonist at some point to empower the children. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't as annoying as like like Kim said, as some other child characters that we've had in movies. But he definitely was the Kenny of this movie. He he definitely didn't really need to be there. I think I think his everything that happens to him and uh, that he does in this movie could have been given to Balkan Skull and you would have developed them more as 
more than just the bullies. You would have had honestly. I would have preferred it. Yeah, yeah I, was say, I would. I would. I would have liked that so much better. That would have been so much better because Hulk and Skull are like barely in the movie after they jump out of the plane. Right. Pretty much. Like they're background characters at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, given them, they it would have been better if they had given more to more of that to Bulk and Skull. Um, one of the negatives, and I, and I think this is this talks more about just the type of movie it is, but mm -hmm. the way that the movie ends with Zordon being restored is. It, it's 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 a little cheesy, which I mean, that's yeah. We we expect I mean, cheese. Yeah, we expect right. cheese, but just kind of the whole believe in yourself and everything is possible kind of thing is a little. I don't know. It's a little too saccharine. I guess it's the best way to really? describe it. I, I, I assume that you would like that. Like I'm sitting there thinking it's cheesy too, but I'm thinking also like Travis is going to love, he's going to eat this up. I like the message. Like, of course the message of believe in yourself is great, but I think that just, you know, the fact that they, it, it almost didn't feel earned. Like I mm -hmm. know that they had, they defeated the villain. They got the powers, but then when they get to Zordon, it feels like, okay, it's too late. Now that now let's just believe in ourselves. And, and that's enough to save Zordon. Would you have rather him die? No, but I think that if they, I think it would have been better if there was some other way of saving Zordon than just believe in yourself. Mm, maybe they could have sacrificed something, but I'm not sure what they would have done. I don't know what they would have sacrificed at that point, though. and Because they can't sacrifice their powers because they need their powers for Season 3. Right. Um, so, honestly, I don't, I don't know what they would have... I don't know what they would have sacrificed unless... The only thing I can think of, I would maybe, I maybe would have rewritten something. I maybe would have rewritten it in a way that maybe they find something on Phaedos, um that they use to... Uh, or uh, Dulcia, and we'll get to her in a minute, that Dulcia gives uh, the Rangers something before they leave, and they don't necessarily know what it is, but it turns out it's the one thing that can revive Zordon. Yeah, or or even that Dulcia sacrifices her existence as, you know, as a person to, to save Zordon. You know, because right. she didn't really do very much other than, no. than just point them in the right direction. She was, she basically was like a... a a, a dog that one of the pointer dogs that just pointed them in the direction they needed to go. And that was it. So I, I don't know. I, I think that Dulcia cause, cause you know, one of the plot points in the movie is that Dulcia can't leave the area that she's in or else she will start to die. And so maybe that could be connected to Zordon somehow of like, you know, maybe if she, if she left that area, she would you know, be turned into the, the, the owl that she turns into permanently. And, but Zordon would survive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think there, I think there, there could have been a better way than just believe in yourself and everything would, everything good will happen. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a pretty heavy handed, uh, very saccharine message. Yeah, which, it, I think it's just yeah. a little too saccharine for me. It's, it's yeah. just what it is. Mm -hmm. But but at the same time, like I said, with the type of movie this is, being a kids movie based on a TV show, it's not that bad. Like I, I'm not I'm not. That's a nitpick, really. But it is one of the things that always that, that does stick out to me as like eh, that could have been done better. Yeah, I agree. Um, any other negatives that you guys want to share? 
CGI. The CGI. <laughs> <laughs> the CGI. The CGI is so terrible. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> now, okay, to to be fair, to be fair, the CGI uh that is used for like Ivan Ooze and things oh, like that's fine. Like, I'm talking about that's Andromorphicons and the Zords. Those are awesome. Oh, like I think God. they what the I think what happened is they ran out of money in the budget and they couldn't finish the effects. Is that what happened? Well, is that why it looks uh, so terrible? Well, they at that well they at that point they used uh cuz CGI was not a an extremely widely used thing yeah or at this least is 1995 this is like so well, yeah but so you can't it's not like today where you can set up entire worlds with cgi like buildings and all they used uh they use cgi for the um uh for the 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 names of the stupid uh bugs just escaped me um uh uh, uh, endomorphicons. You, the, the endomorphicons. Thank you. I don't know why I blanked for a second. <laughs> um, the they they use CGI for them, but they also use miniatures uh, for the buildings and things that they crash into. So it is it's a mixture of CGI and practical on a smaller scale, but still yet. Oh my god! Like, See now for me, and I, I think we we me and Michael we talked about this when we were talking about um, dinosaurus that. If a movie is good and sucks you into the movie, mm-hmm. that I can forgive terrible effects because mm-hmm. I'm just wrapped up in it. Like like we watch we watch you know giant monster movies. Some of the, those effects aren't always great, you know, and and we we kind of we still love them anyway. So I can forgive terrible effects in a movie if I'm enjoying the movie. And I think for the time period being like 1995. I think that they did a decent job with the CGI. I mean, it's not great by today's standards, but for what they had and what they were able to do, I think they did a decent job. But yeah, but but still, they did a decent job. The probably the most ob, the most egregious has to be the Megazord, and has to be the the final form of Ivan Ooze. Uh, when yeah. he used the when he used one of the Endomorphicons for his final form to fight the the Megazord. Like it was like, is it fair to say that it was just too shiny? That it was hard to. Yeah, that's, that was oh, yeah. my problem with it. Yeah, it, it absolutely was, it was, is too shiny. It was too. It was too hard to differentiate like which Zord was which because it was just so chromed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, and 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 it is a shame that they went CGI route when they could have made miniatures, uh, for. Yeah, for the or not not miniatures, but should could have made suits for the yeah. for the Zord and everything. Um, well, the direct the director said that he wanted to try to have a mix of everything in the film, uh, practicals, CGI. He just wanted to experiment and see what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but but honestly, the the practical effects in this movie outshine the CGI hands you know hand over fist. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I still like I said, I'm so sucked into the movie by that point that I I can forgive it. It doesn't bother me that bad. Um, I and I like how they defeat Ivan Ooze. Uh, yeah, yeah, they press the panic button. He kicks him in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and then he gets hit by a <laughs> by an asteroid by a comet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's it's just enough. It's it's just enough camp and comedy that it makes you laugh and cheer at the same time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, it really does. So are, are we ready to finish off with some, some more positives just to finish off on a positive note? Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's head in, like, let's head into some positives. And speaking of like some of the practical effects and side note, did anyone else catch the Jurassic Park reference in this movie? Welcome to Jurassic Park. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. 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 Um, so I want to start with the, um, the, the, the little, the, the puppetry used to bring that skeleton to life. Oh yeah. Uh, the gargoyle. That, that, the gargoyle. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I thought. Oh wait, no, no. The gargoyles were the, were the, they were the, they were the stone warriors. Right. They were, they were the stone, stone warriors. Just, no, the, the yeah, big just, skeleton dinosaur thing. Yeah. Yeah. The big skeleton dinosaur thing. They're just called, uh, they're just called temple guardians in the book here I have, but, um, uh, but yeah, the temple guardians are great. Uh, the skeleton dinosaur was, was great. And, and honestly, it made me laugh the way they finally defeated it uh-huh. just by, just by pulling the pin, uh-huh. basically just pulling the pin, the head falls off. Like, okay, well that's, that's, that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, Kim, you have any other little positive things you want to, I mean, I pretty much said all my positives. Like the music's fantastic, the um, characters are fantastic. Uh, they did a really good job adapting the show into a film. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Yeah. Now, let me. I was going to ask you, Kim, how well? Because how well do you think that this movie leads into the actual into the season three of Power Rangers? Because there are some there are some similarities to season three in this movie. It's special, especially the, the ninja powers that they're called ninja powers in the show. They're called ninjetti powers in this movie, which sounds stupid. Um, like it just reminds me of that YouTube video of the, um, of the hillbilly, the hillbilly, uh, Kung Fu, whatever the heck his name is. He's like, I'm going to hit you with my ninjetti powers or something like that. Anyway, look it up. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, just, I'll send it to you later. It, it's really funny. Okay. Um, it's called, oh, it's, it's, it's called the Boone County Ninja. Just Google the Boone County Ninja on YouTube. You'll, you'll have yourself a good laugh. Audio listener. Um, anyway, um, and the Ninja Zords get carried over and mm-hmm. the Tango Warriors. And that's pretty much it. Well, it's carried over. The the thing is, because they, they already knew they were going to be doing, uh, they were going to be adapting Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger uh, or parts mm-hmm. of that. Into- What'd you say? This is a kid show. <laughs> uh, which is the Super Sentai into the, into the next season. So they were going to have the Ninja uh, Zords. Sure. So that's so they so the Zords were already like pre-established or they already knew what they were going to do with them going into the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's like they didn't uh, I guess what I'm saying, they didn't invent the the Ninja Zords for the movie because they already knew what the Ninja Zords were going to be for the show. Right, they just they retrofitted the ninja zords into the movie because they knew they were going to use the ninja zords in the series. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. But I don't have any other like major positives. I mean, the whole movie for me just it just works as a fan and I think it just works as a Power Rangers movie. Is it a movie that I would show a non-fan to? Probably not. Like I honestly I would probably if they if they want to get into Power Rangers I would probably show them the 2017 film and then say, this is a modern interpretation. Now go back and now go back and watch what it was based on. 
that's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I want to talk about a couple of fun facts here, and, I, and I'll let Michael take over with some fun facts because you're the one that has the book. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of these, like I'm looking at the fun facts stuff, a lot of these are what I was going to pull from the book. Uh, like the the Marish, the what is her called? Marishka uh, Hargitay. With, Mariska Hargitay, uh, from that a lot of fa- that a lot of people may know from SV uh, Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. she was substituted in to play Dulcia, and it just didn't work out. And so the director actually asked Gabrielle Fitzpatrick uh, to come back because uh, the cast just liked. Uh, I remember in reading in the book, uh, Jason David Frank mentioned that they just enjoyed working with her more mm-hmm. than 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 Hargitay. So yeah. they they waited until Fitzpatrick recovered from her from her sickness from her illness and then they picked up where they left off. And I am as much as Gabrielle Fitzpatrick does a great job as Dulcia, I'm kind of bummed out that Mariska Hargitay didn't play Dulcia because I just enjoy saying the name Mariska Hargitay so much. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, Mariska Hargitay is like such a fantastic name. I love saying her name Mariska Hargitay. Uh, now, one thing that people will notice too about the movie is they used, they used different actors and actresses for our villains and our, uh, for our villains and for Zordon and for Alpha, but um, they used the same voices, which I think lent to a lot of good continuity with the show and the movie. It helped mm-hmm. out a lot. Uh, if they would have changed some of the voices, the voice actors for like Zed and Rita. Uh, now they did alter Zed's voice. I think it's still Axelrod, but it's a very altered version of Axelrod uh, for Lord Zed. But Rita, Goldar, all the same voice actors. Zordon, uh, just, uh, uh, Felding, his first name escapes me. David uh, Fielding? David, David, David Fielding, yes. David Fielding is Zordon. Same voice actor, Alpha 5, same voice actor. Um so that was some nice continuity, although the, the faces look different, but the voices are the same. Right. Um, and then this was also in the book to uh, Catherine Sutherland, uh, who people would know from the series as uh, as Cat, uh, as Catherine in season three, was originally supposed to play Dulcia. And I can kind of see it because Dulcia has this uh, uh, Australian accent. Uh, mm-hmm. This very posh Australian accent, and so does uh, Catherine Sutherland. But it turns out that she was she was turned down the by the, by the producers because because they felt that she looked too young, and so they wanted someone a little bit more, a little or, a little older. Um, and she was later brought back for season three after Amy Jo Johnson left the show. Yeah, um, the one that that stuck out to me, I really liked was that they. The original script, they had giant rat monsters that oh, Ivan yeah. was supposed to uh, create instead of the the ooze ooze warriors that we were talking about earlier right. with the dreadlocks. Uh, and but they were too low budget looking, so they took them and they used them in one of the episodes of the show instead. The uh, wild, yeah, the rangers and rangers in the wild west or something like that. Yeah, um, with the with the. Um, with the evil wizard. I cannot, the, the wizard's name, the wizard of deception, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's when they, it was a time travel episode. They go to the old West. The wizard creates these rat monsters Mm -hmm. and that's where they use them at. And I can see, and I'm, and and I'm glad they, and I'm glad that they didn't use them because yes, the rats look really cheesy. 
Yeah, they do. Because I, I went and watched this episode. It's actually the return of the Green Ranger. Because that okay. was um, that was when Tommy gets his Green Ranger powers back for the short period of time that he had them before he. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Before he becomes the the White Ranger later. Mm. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Then. Uh. There's another thing that I found really interesting was about Dulcia's backstory that they had originally written the script for. Uh, her and what you know how she was the sole survivor of this alien race mm -hmm. and that uh and the origins of the ninjetti temple and all that but they cut all of it out mm. and i would have loved to explore more of dulcia's backstory i would have too and there's a little bit more if you listen to the audio drama travis there they just introduced dulcia as a character and they kind of give a little bit more backstory for her at least a made-up backstory it's not official it's a fan project but at least right. there's a backstory now the um the scene where the tinga war the tingu warriors are coming down from the clouds is supposed to be a reference to the flying monkeys from the wizard of oz because mm -hmm. the director the director of this movie was a fan of the wizard of oz so yeah. there's there's some subtle nod there like he there's a there was some subtle nods to the Wizard of Oz in this movie, um, just through the Tanga Warriors and and uh, I think even um, uh, um, I think even when Ivan Ooze dresses up in the wizard costume uh, in the book it says he thought it, the director thought it was funny that he was the Wizard of Ooze and not the Wizard of Oz you know oh it's, yeah. It's sort of a little tongue-in-cheek thing, a little tongue-in-cheek nod to the Wizard of Oz movie. Yeah. Um, this, uh, just a little fun fact about this movie. This is the first time that we see blood in yes. a Power Rangers thing. Yep. It is. Because so that, they, they were so adverse to doing blood um, in the series because it was, such, it was supposed to be a kid's show. But given the fact that this was a major motion picture, they wanted to kind of dial up the the adultness i guess i don't know yeah, what, the, the, what the word the danger is. level the, the, the danger yeah. level yeah there we go there's a good there's the best word to use yeah yeah so i thought that was interesting uh and that this is the first time that you see blood in a power ranger <laughs> thing i also find it interesting that so the 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 actor richard janelle uh who plays ernie in, mm -hmm. in the show was there for the entire time that they filmed this movie but right. never appears in the movie. They mention they mention Ernie, but they don't actually show him in the movie. And that I don't understand. I, I never see. I caught that too, and I never understood why. Because this movie is so closely tied to the show. Grant preface this by saying it is. It's in in sort of a, 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 a it's a it's in a shared universe is the show is that probably a better way to say it travis it's a share it's yeah. sort of a shared universe i guess uh because it's not quite close tied into the show but it's uh it's close enough i guess but yeah anyway i caught the reference to ernie but we never see ernie and that's one of the big disappointments especially if you're a big time power rangers fan you're like ernie where where the heck is ernie because ernie was a huge part of the show up until um was he was he on the show through Turbo? I cannot remember. Or did he leave after season three? I think he left I, after season three. I he I think he I was think in so. Turbo for like the beginning part of it, and then he got replaced by what's his face, the 
detective guy, or he used to be a detective. Yeah, but oh, okay, so yeah. When was the, when was the but when that or Matt, okay no okay I'm thinking of in space Adele Adele the uh, the the lady that would take over the juice bar later on I think she took it over in in space okay uh, mm-hmm. but yeah you're right uh, um, God the lieutenant um, his name escapes me yeah, Kim I can't remember his name um, uh, now lieutenant, I, 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 lieutenant Lieutenant Stone lieutenant yeah Stone. there it is that's yeah, the one. Lu- Lieutenant Stone Lieutenant Stone took over he bought the juice bar from Ernie and I think you're right he was Ernie was there for like the first few episodes of turbo but then he left the show i I think it was another contract dispute or or something of that nature uh the only other one that i i was uh going to share was um just that the the uh the tingu warriors that they were supposed to come back and be stronger uh and that's who they were uh, the power rangers were supposed to fight by the um the ninjetti temple and that there was going to actually be a tengu uh queen like a female Mm -hmm. one Right. But they decided to go with a different uh, – they decided to go with something different. And they, that's when they added the stone uh, gargoyles that protected the Ninjetti Temple. Which I think it kind of would have made sense in a in – a, in a, it, it would have made sense in a weird way. But I'm glad they didn't because, you know, the Tengu warriors were made of – were made from the boogers of Ivan Ooze. So they technically – that is their origin story. And if and if you mm-hmm. go and have like a queen Tengu warrior, then that changes the origin story a little bit. You under, I guess I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In a in a in a loose kind of in a loosey goosey kind of way. <laughs> so here's another fun fact: if anyone is familiar with the show, and if you're familiar with like season two, the wedding. Does everyone, does anyone remember any, you know what I'm talking about? You two, the wedding mm-hmm. episode, the three-parter mm-hmm. where Zed and Rita get married. Yeah. Okay. So that is right. when that is, that is approximately the time period when they were filming this movie. Because if you remember the Rangers were in Australia on a mm-hmm. mission, not vacation, a mission, vacation, maybe I don't think it actually says, but they're in Australia for some reason. And Zed is supposed to be sleeping for quote unquote sleeping for 10,000 years because he needs to recharge. And then Rita comes back and seduces Zed and makes him fall in love with her. And that is, and the reason I bring that up is that is, it was referenced in the book uh, as sort of the timeline as to when this movie was being filmed and that the wedding, the three parter that was the wedding is one of the most popular episodes uh, of the original of the original series, like for some reason, people just love that three parter. Well, it has every monster in it, like pretty like, much. There's yeah, so m- yeah, there's so many monsters in it, plus whatever Rita's father's name is. I can't remember his name now. No, but, Master but Vile like, does not show up. He did no, Master Vile does not show up I, until I season thought he showed up for the wedding. No, 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 no. Master Vile oh, does not show up for wedding. season three. No, it was, it was, it was well, Finster that officiated the wedding. Oh, okay. Well, still, there was still a lot of monsters there for the wedding and everything. And so it was, yeah, it was, uh, I remember, I remember being a kid when, I, when the wedding episode came on and it was a big deal. I remember it being a big deal. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was, the, it was like the time, uh, Chandler and Monica got married. It was that big of a deal. Chandler. Oh yeah. Chandler. Oh, yeah, Chandler. I was, for some reason I thought you said, uh, Chandler. 
Chandler and Rachel. And I was like, Chandler and Rachel got married. What? <sighs> Come on, Travis. And you call yourself I, a 90s kid. I Get know, it together. I, I know. You done goofed, Travis. <laughs> I done goofed. I done goofed. All right. Let's, goofed. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and move into our Godzuki scores and our final thoughts. So we uh, like to rate our movies out of five Godzuki. Yes, Kim, you have uh, to sing it. Yes, okay. you have to sing it uh, on this podcast I mean, because we like to embrace the silly side of giant monster movies. And so we use Godzilla's bumbling nephew as our rating system. So, Kim, uh, out of five Godzukis, how many Godzukis do you give Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie? And what are your final thoughts on the movie? Okay, so I think I'm going to give it four out of five Godzukis. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't ever make me do that again. All right, um, <laughs> There's your cold open. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yes, this movie definitely keeps me entertained. It's, of those movies where I like to shut off my brain and just go down memory lane. It's it's a good time for everybody. Uh, yeah, good times. It's like a long episode of the show with bigger special effects, and I am here for it 100. percent Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, Michael, what are what is your score and what are your final thoughts? Well, uh, for this movie, I'm gonna have to give it. Four out of five Godzukis. Uh, simply because I'm like Kim. This is this was such a fun nostalgia trip, and it is it is a it is very much an extended season episode of the Power Rangers, with some exceptions, of course. You know, being the costume changes and whatnot. But you know, that's here and there. Um, I like I've said in the like I've said in the episode, would I show this to a brand new fan trying to get into the franchise? Probably not, because there is a lot that is there is a lot that is up to interpretation that needs explained to someone, and they may not have someone there with them to explain what the heck is going on. Basically, they would have more questions than answers for this movie. Uh, but it's still so much fun. So if you are familiar with the franchise as a whole, uh, you're going to find something to love about this movie. This movie has charm. It has fun with itself. It, it, it brings in all of the tropes and all of the cheesy, charming goodness that we love about this franchise and just ups the budget. That's pretty much the only way I know how to explain it. Uh, we got a brand new fantastic villain with Ivan ooze. And you know, if you don't have a good villain, you ain't got nothing. Um, the costume design was fantastic. The act, I think that this movie, I was wondering whenever I read, I was wondering whenever I read that they thought about recasting this film and I thought maybe it wouldn't be as good if they actually recast the Rangers. I think what makes this movie work is the camaraderie between the actors that have already been working together on this franchise. I think that is, um, I think, I think if you would have shoehorned, a set of brand new actors and actresses together. I think you would have wound up with a, with a, with a, a lackluster movie, honestly. Uh, so I'm really happy to see that. And I'm really happy that, 
again, this this movie does not take itself too seriously. It tries at times, but it tries in such a lovely, charming way that you just can't help but kind of smile. This movie, just in a nutshell, makes my 90s kid hearts happy uh, because I do remember watching this movie in theaters with my parents. And to me, this, except for, except for a little bit of the CGI that's a little questionable, it holds up. It holds up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go right along with you guys and say four out of five Godzookies. Um, because uh, I think that one of the things, one of the words that has been ringing in my head since we uh, started this, uh, this discussion is charming. This movie is so charming and it had a goal and they, they hit the goal that they were, reaching for with this movie which was to make a bigger budget version of the tv show and give fans exactly what they want and have fun doing it and they did it they absolutely did what they were setting out to do and i can't really fault the movie for that like like yes this movie may not be for everyone this may this movie may only appeal to people who grew up with it and and loved it as a kid but if that's what the movie intended to be, then who am I to say they're wrong for doing that? You know, and right. and so and absolutely it's charming, it's cheesy, but it's cheesy in a very fun 90s goofy way that mm -hmm. it fully embraces. It doesn't it doesn't shy away from the cheesiness. It embraces the cheesiness and and has fun with it. And so I absolutely think this is a four out of five for me, too. You get the uh, that magical scene of where uh, I think it I think it's Billy and Adam they dual kick the ooze warrior in the head and the head just kind of squishes together like a cartoon character mm -hmm. and just he drops the, and, and explodes. I mean, you can't get much better than than a moment like that, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to uh, complete our discussion for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. So let's get into our next segment, if Kim is still willing to stick with us for it. Yep, I'm ready. All right. All right. It's the mailbag. The mailbag. What's in the mail today? And if anyone wants to send us a question or a comment to our mailbag, you can do that, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. You can also send us a tweet, kaijuweekly on Twitter. Uh, send us anything, even on the Kaiju Ramen Magazine website, uh, kaijuramenmagazine.com. You can uh, submit uh, something through there. Uh, just send us however you want to send it to us, and we will read it out on the podcast and uh we have one from ollie merrill i think that's how you say his name it's o-l-e so i'm guessing it's ollie uh ollie so. merrill says i really enjoy your podcast and i have a question what is your definition of a giant monster movie now this is this is uh, uh, this is one question that really kind of get to the core of kind of some of the, the, some of the disagreements that people have within the fan community, because not everyone's definition of a kaiju movie or a giant monster movie is the same. 
But for me, because he doesn't say kaiju, he doesn't say kaiju. He says, what is your definition of a giant monster movie? If the monster, if it's, if, it, if the creature in the movie is large enough and is acting in a way that is monstrous, it is a giant monster movie to me. Mm-hmm. It is a giant monster movie to me if it's not Clifford. Um, Kim, so how would you define a giant monster movie? Well, obviously there's got to be a giant monster. Um, and <laughs> um, it's, it's got to cause destruction in some way, whether it's intentional or not. Um, so it has two those two things, and I call it a giant monster movie. And the monster can be either an evil fire-breathing lizard, or it can be a friendly, oversized red canine. <laughs> Clifford has a kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> or it can be just a big old monkey that's about to get his butt burned by said giant crocodile that breathes fire. So just saying. So so let's let's talk about some some uh, some examples. So yeah, we're I don't think we're questioning whether King Kong is a giant monster movie or right. Godzilla is a giant monster movie. But what about Jurassic Park? Is that a giant monster movie? No, because dinosaurs dinosaurs actually existed, and there's uh, there is a there is a like I said, there is a level of suspension of belief that has to be involved with a giant monster movie. Okay, but but let me let me throw this at you. The dinosaurs that are in Jurassic Park are not the type of dinosaurs that exist in the real world. They've been genetically engineered. And for that, we have to suspend our belief to a certain extent that the fact that they, these scientists brought them back and True. also the fact that they do not match what real dinosaurs look like. They're genetically engineered to look like how people want dinosaurs to look. Yeah. Jurassic World, the like the. Um, oh, God, what is the what is the what is the what is the villain dinosaur in that one? It escapes. Yeah, the, the Indominus, Indominus Rex. Rex. The, the Indominus. Yeah, the Indominus. I would say that that's probably a giant monster because that is a gen that is a severely genetically altered uh, giant dinosaur. Um, it's a little bit more. It's a little difficult for me to get to the point where I can say that the, that Rexy featured in Jurassic Park, the original movie from 1993, is a is a giant monster. But I see where you're coming from because they are technically genetically engineered creatures. They're not. They they don't naturally occur in nature, but they right. are. Tr but they are treated. But they are treated in the film as just animals that once existed. I mean, they're treated like monsters in the movie, though. Like, oh, well, at least the T-Rex and the ones, because when they break free, they run amok. They cause destruction. They are uh, horrifying. They're scary. They're genetically engineered. And, and they even have powers. Some of them have powers, like the, uh, the, the Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus that can spit and has the frill that that didn't exist in the in real Dilophosaurus. True, true, but that's not a giant monster though, because that that little guy was small. Yeah, but it was a baby. It was a it baby was, one. Right. So, so I, that one, I, it's one of those things that you like. Do you count as a giant monster? Because I mean, they they act very monsterish. Uh, Kim, Kim, what do you think? 
I think so. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're pretty monsters. They cause destruction, and most of them are, you know, bigger than humans. So, yeah. Monsters. Yeah. Um, now, what about something like Jaws? Because we talk about suspension of belief. Now, now this is the line, the, the line that Michael drew in, in the sand, like he always does. He always draws these lines. Lord Gatekeeper. <laughs> Lord Gatekeeper. Anyway, go ahead. Um, that there's a suspension of belief. And I think that Jurassic Park falls into that category because you do have to suspend some belief that they that scientists were able to recreate these giant you know dinosaurs but, but it's it, not out of but it's not out of the realm of possibility now because we well do. it's not out of the realm of possibility that king kong exists on an island somewhere like we had giant apes in history yeah but not the size of kong though kong wasn't that big in the original king kong he's bigger in like kong skull island and well, stuff you're gonna, as i say you're gonna have to be more specific on which kong you're talking about kong is still a giant monster i still think that i still think that you're this you're still suspending your belief in a sci-fi just because there's an explanation of the sci-fi doesn't mean you have to suspend your belief that the sci-fi i mean we're talking about power rangers in this episode and they explain that these are these are alien powers that come from this you know other planet or whatever just because there's an explanation for it does not make it less of a sci-fi thing Yes, but that's technology that doesn't currently exist right now, though. Like, well, Gene, we don't Gene, have no, no, the technology no, 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 to recreate no, no, no. dinosaurs either. Yes, we do. No, yes, we, we do. don't. Yes, no, we, we don't. Do. Oh my we God! Not, yes, we do. We do not have the technology to create the dinosaurs that are in Jurassic Park. We, we have, have the technology. We have the technology. We will build them. No, no, we do not. Have because we, we are the, building the, the million dollar dinosaur, Travis. The 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 science that's in Jurassic Park is not even real. Like using frog DNA to fill in the gaps, the genetic gaps in it is not how you would yes, do that. You could not do but, that. But they have attempted it with some degree of success, though. No, you cannot do that. Is not how genetics works. You cannot use frog DNA to fill in the gaps of a dinosaur. Dinosaur DNA is not the same. Plus, drawing DNA from a mosquito that's been locked away for millions of years is not going to work. There is a suspension of belief. How is that any more of a suspension of belief than a dinosaur that exists underwater being mutated by atomic radiation, which is what Godzilla is. Because it's a little bit more fantastical. When it no, gets it, to, it's when no it gets, more fantastical. When it gets to the degree of that kind of fantastic, when it fan, fantasy, I don't know what word I'm looking for. When it gets to that level of fantasticalness. Yeah. I, I made up a word there. Um, I think it's a little bit different than something like Jurassic Park that it, it is about dinosaurs. Dino we know dinosaurs existed. We know like, yes, you have to suspend your belief that they are regenerated through genetics and technology. Yes, there is a, there is a degree of suspension of belief there, but it's a little bit more grounded than say Godzilla. Godzilla is not very, is not a very grounded character. Like, I don't think that the nuclear radiation is going to magically transform an iguana into a he giant radioactive. No, that's the thing. In the original Gojira, he is a dinosaur and he looks the way he looks just as a dinosaur. 
And then he was then he was hit with radiation. So now he has radiation, you know, and has the atomic breath and has the radiation scarring. So he is still just a dinosaur. And then they use the oxygen destroyer. But even things like so then you're saying if you're drawing the line with the dinosaurs, and I'm sorry, Kim, you're caught in the middle of all this. <laughs> but if you're she's, like, okay. she's just she, she's sitting here enjoying herself. <laughs> but if you're drawing the line for Di the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, then you're also drawing the line for Biollante because Biollante is the exact same genetic engineering to create Biollante that created the dinosaurs. Yes, but oh, come on. So, okay. so you're saying that Biollante is not a giant monster. No, Biollante is a giant monster. But they explain how she's created, and she's created using the exact same genetic DNA manipulation that they use. But in dinosaurs Jurassic Park. actually existed. Like a giant rose monster is not that has never and probably will never exist. That is the but the, the dinosaurs that existed in Jurassic Park are not the dinosaurs that existed in real life. They're different. But they're close enough. No, they're they're close, enough, they're close enough as to what we had in what we had in the in the fossil record and the sciences at that time. No, 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 no. They are completely different. There's no feathers. There's no quills. There's no anything like that that we know. At the, at the time of that movie was made, we didn't know that a lot of these predators had feathers. Travis, come on. We didn't. We and and the fact that the like. Uh, um, what what's uh t-rex only is based on movement and everything like all of that is made up oh that's bull. that's bull that's bunk uh that that is bunk because we know that t-rex actually had a fantastic eyesight right it's fantastical it's fantastical the movie is fantastical that's just how it is it's it's a fantasy it's a sci-fi fantasy movie where they create monsters that look like dinosaurs and they bring them into the real world like okay. that is that's that's a monster movie. What makes that any different than any other monster movie? What makes that different than Rodan when Rodan is just supposed to be a pteranodon that is woken up from being asleep underground? There's not even any kind of mutation or genetic you know manipulation. He is just a pteranodon. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna get mad if I I'm I'm not gonna get mad I'm not gonna get mad because I don't want to argue in front of the listener because we've drugged this on long enough. Uh, oh, all right, uh, Kim, Kim, uh, do you have Hi. any other? I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, Kim, Kim is still here. <laughs> Hello, Kim. Hi, um, how's it going? Uh, uh, some of that might some so, of that might actually get cut out. I don't know. Yet. Yeah, some of that might get cut out. <laughs> so. Uh, what do you have any Kim? Do you have any examples of giant monster movies that you want to share that that maybe might be you know some people might con not consider it giant monster movies. Some people might. Um, she's scared to do it now, Michael. I don't want. I don't Thank want. Thank you very much. We're going to be here. Her. How much time we got? Um, no. Um, off the top of my head, um, I don't know. Did you guys see the Pete's Dragon? make from like a few years back like i think it was i would like call i would call the dragon from pete's dragon a, a, a monster a giant monster he's he's a benevolent monster sort of like mothra but he's a monster yeah yeah that's, that's dragon. The one that's in my head yeah 
Yeah, Peace Dragon. Oh, but I didn't even get to finish my thought, Michael. Thank you very much. <laughs> but oh what God. I was saying that, that you you were what I was saying was that the line that you drew in the sand about about the dinosaurs. I to me, I think for me, for me, I think the dinosaurs do fit the 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 category in Jurassic Park fit the category of being fantastical and you do have to suspend your belief to accept that they exist in the real world you know because we don't have dinosaurs in the real world but when you get to something like Jaws I don't think Jaws should count as a giant or at least for me does not count as a giant monster movie because wow. even though well Jaws is very monstrous he's very monstrous but he is just a shark. So you're not suspending your belief in that he, that this thing could exist in the real so, world. So, okay. So is mighty Joe young, a giant monster movie. Uh, but see, mighty Joe young is bigger than an average ape, like significantly bigger than an average ape. And so, so I still is, think, and so is jaws. No jaws is the size of a, just a big shark. Like big sharks exist. They do, but he. But it was said in the movie that he is larger than any known great white in existence. The only thing that made Jaws so different, the, the shark, is that he's supposed to be a rogue shark, one who, for some reason, is attacking humans. It's the same reason why I wouldn't count The Ghost in the Darkness as a giant monster movie or a monster movie at all, because it was just about lions who, and it was based on a true story. Like these lions actually did. Well, I wouldn't. Start. Yeah, I wouldn't count that as. I wouldn't count that yeah. as a giant monster. And so movie. I wouldn't count Jaws. Like I love the. I love Jaws and I love the shark movies, but but the I don't necessarily consider all of them giant monster movies because Jaws is just he is a shark. He's not bigger than an average shark. He is a normal sized shark by what we know sharks grow to, and. And the only difference is he's more aggressive. Well, you know, sharks sometimes are more aggressive every once in a while. You do get some that are like that. So, so I just still I think, know. I still think if you're going to classify mighty Joe young as a giant monster movie, you still have to classify jaws as a giant. Monster. See, I thought you were going to bring up Clifford because it's the same argument you always make about Clifford. About is Clifford is just a dog. No, he's not just a dog. He's a <sighs> giant dog that is red and sucks the life force out of children. Clifford so, is not a kaiju. That is a hill I'm going to die on. I'm just going to scream. Is Clifford, is not a, <laughs> Clifford is not a monster. Clifford is not a kaiju. I will die on that gatekeepery hill. And I will be the one who kills you <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I do not want Clifford inducted into the giant monster hall of fame. I will stop. I will, I will do all I can to prevent that from happening. Oh man. Uh, Ollie, I don't think you intended this. Um, this uh, question to be like, who knew that just asking what the definition of a giant monster movie would prove to be the death nail in a giant monster podcast. But um, you know, I, I just don't think we're going to, we're going to be able to uh, continue on like this. <laughs> yeah, I quit. Kim, you can take over my spot. Yeah. Just irrecon irreconcilable differences. I'm, I'm <laughs> we're getting divorced, yeah, Michael. <laughs> Oh, you two were so cute together. I know. Like he's, he's Kim. He's so verbally abusive. Do you hear this? Like do, I, I, I quit. Can't I, I, I cancel myself. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you can't cancel yourself. Yes, <laughs> only I can. Only I can cancel you. Well, cancel me, Kim, so I can be done. You won't. You were never not canceled. <laughs> you were never not. You've been canceled for a while. <laughs> I've been canceled oh, for a long time. Well, I just gotta say. Thank you so much, Ollie, for sending that in. And if anybody else wants to send in any uh, <laughs> emails, uh, wants to hear us argue about them, uh, please do. <laughs> uh, poor Kim got stuck in the middle of it all. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think the only other thing to do before we close out this episode is to ask the trivia question for next week. <laughs> the trivia question is, which was the last ranger to canonically use their Zeo form? Oh, I don't even know this one. Okay. So that is our trivia question for the movie for next week. And so we're going to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly and at Kaiju Groupie Pod. Uh, all the links to our social media, as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. We also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine so far. Uh, if you want to find out more about that magazine, you can check out the website, kaijuramenmagazine.com. And before I forget, Kim, would you like to give all of your plugs? All right, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Kaiju Kim. Uh, like I said, I am on a bit of a break right now, but I'll be starting videos up again on March 24th, about a week before Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. Um, in, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Kaiju Kim for channel updates or random thoughts. And I'm also on Instagram at Kaiju underscore Kim. And that's it podcast to the end fantastic thank nice. you kim it's, it's it's been a pleasure having you really it, it, thank you so much for showing up and listening to us ramble and argue and yeah i mean we really I mean, do I listen to you guys every week so it's nothing new to me we we, appre we appreciate that uh I, I, we appreciate you being brave Michael, enough to now, come onto this podcast why what, why do you wait why did you wait until kim was on the podcast to argue about jurassic park we did an episode on jurassic park <laughs> why didn't you why didn't we have this argument then not everybody <laughs> because because I I I just wanted Kim to be a part of this argument and I was hoping Kim <laughs> would take my side and she didn't and now I'm very disappointed so I don't know if she's ever going to come back now. I think she just sat there with her popcorn just eating the popcorn. She probably did. It's like the Michael Jackson meme it's like But no. But no, seriously, thank you Kim so much for being brave enough to come onto this podcast. We really 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 appreciate you. We appreciate your content and we appreciate uh being able to support you in all the things that you do. And dear audio listener, if you want to support us and the fantastic guests that get to come on and have fun with us each and every week, you can go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And that, what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other Kaiju and Tokusatsu fans and Power Rangers fans just like you. Yeah. And so to close out this episode, which was about Power Rangers, let's remember that. Let's remember that this was about Power Rangers, the movie, and not, not about Jurassic Park and whether it was a kaiju movie or not. It's not. 
Um, we covered it on the podcast. It counts. Um, In so, dinosaur month. So to to close out this episode, I'm going to say help control the giant monster and dinosaur population. Have your ooze monsters spayed or neutered. Ooh. Ew. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. G- goodbye. Clifford's not a kaiju. He is. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh man. <laughs> she did not expect that to get so hated there for a second. <laughs>